0: The same people who created a fake plague as the excuse to inject every arm in the world with a very real RNA bioweapon are now saying Christians must give them a free pass and forgive them. They claim to base this assertion on biblical scripture, and in today's episode we'll see if that argument has merit. Deconstructing the past to help you make sense of today. Time for another award-winning episode of Pre-Nicene Perspective. With your host, Darren Kalama. At this point, there's no arguing about the millions of deaths and injuries caused by the COVID RNA injections. It's already on record as the deadliest quote unquote vaccine in the history of the world. Even fake fact checkers can't deny it anymore. And as the death toll mounts with each passing day, Reports of young people dropping like flies even makes it onto the pages and screens of the Unimedia, the monopolized pablum that passes as journalism today. The people responsible for this ongoing genocide have begun to point fingers and deflect blame as the wave of coming justice peaks over the horizon. And it seems part of that deflection strategy involves using biblical scripture as a shield. And really, it shouldn't come as a surprise. Because very few people read the Bible with as much zeal and fervor as the atheist looking for Scripture to absolve himself of sin or to find passages with which to bludgeon his Christian opponent. And the verse these murderers have decided to use is Matthew eighteen twenty-one through 22 which reads, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. Well, that seems pretty cut and dried. Uh, You have to forgive them. After all, Jesus himself says you have to, right? Well, not so fast. For most priests and pastors, the free pass given by Matthew is easily countered with the theological jujitsu move found in Luke chapter 17, verse 3, and it reads, If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. So what are we to take from that? Basically what's happening here is Luca is giving us the process in which forgiveness is granted. It's not the just do whatever you want and I'll forgive you on endless loop that we find in Matthew. You see, there's rules involved. The transgressor must first be rebuked. Then the transgressor must repent. Only then can forgiveness be granted. Now, has any of this happened with the millions of people that plunged those needles or encouraged others to be injected? Has Wolensky from the CDC and the other enemies of all humanity is Described in First Thessalonians 2.15, have any of them stepped forward and repented? Well, the answer is no, they haven't. In fact, they doubled down in their effort to get the DNA mutator into even more arms. They kept pushing, even injecting into toddlers and children, going so far as to make it mandatory for kids to attend school. Far from seeking forgiveness and repenting, They're going after the high score on the genocide game. And because most Christians have been conditioned to playing the role of a forgiving, masochistic punching bag, they're getting away with it, just as they've gotten away with it for 2,000 years using the same exact model. Now, normally, this would be the end of the debate, and we can all go back to sitting around the Thanksgiving table and pretending that none of this is happening. But you'll notice the name of this show is pre Perspective. So let me give you a nice big helping of some and plop it down on today's plate. Now what's the first thing we noticed about this little exercise with the gospel passages? Well, we saw how we had to hunt and peck to find the ones that fit the narrative that we wanted. And not just two Gospels, there's actually four Judaized Gospels, all written officially by anonymous authors, two of whom weren't even apostles or had even met Jesus. That would, of course, be Mark and Luke. Now, depending on the situation, you could use context and relativism to make just about anything fit the way that you want, just as the vax killers are trying to do with that Matthew verse. And bear in mind, this is just the New Testament part. Flip to the other side of the Bible and you have the whole Hebrew Torah, later renamed to the Old Testament, to pick and choose from. It's a buffet of excuses and contradictions, just ready to be used for your personal situation and list of justifications. And with the Old Testament, they even have reasons to justify killing women and children and cutting off their hands. Doubt me? Open it up. Read Ezekiel 9 6. You know what? Better yet, let's let Max McLean read it to us so we get the full, the full flavor. As I listened, he said to the others Follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men and women, the mothers and children, but do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the old men who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, defile the temple and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. You hear that? They claim that's the word of God, which, of course, begs the question, who's God? Now tell me, did that sound like anything Jesus would ever say or do or command you to do? And it's all right there in your Judeo-Christian Bible. Two completely different religions stapled together. And you wonder why it's confusing and contradictory? You wonder how your enemies can use it against you? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't staple two different religions together, and you'll find things are going to make a little bit more sense. For example, you wouldn't staple the Buddhist sacred text to the New Testament, would you? How about the Hindu Bhagavad Gita, no? How about the Quran? Well, of course not. It would be a confusing, heretical mess. Then why in the world would you staple the Torah to it? Is it still hazy? Is the light bulb flickering, but it still needs a little tap? Here, let's try a quick thought experiment. Which god were the Jews praying to as they sought the murder of Christ and his apostles? Is the Jews offered prayer and sacrifices to the Roman emperor in their temples, to which god was it directed? Here's another question. In the modern era, is the Jews proclaim abortion as a religious right, to which god are they referring? Are they talking about the same god as revealed to us only through Christ? By the way, it's a yes or no answer. Okay, let's get back to the two verses of Matthew and Luke as it relates to forgiveness. Let's now compare them to what we learn about forgiveness from the source, from the Gospel of the Lord as we find it in the first Christian Bible of 144 AD. Because it is from that original Bible that the four Gospels you have now were derived after being edited and Judaized. Okay, here's the original canon. But if your brother trespass against you, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against you seven times in the day, and seven times in the day turn again to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Now, that's chapter 13, verse 3 of the Gospel of the Lord, believed on by millions of Christians hundreds of years before the Catholic Church published their own version of a Bible in the late 4th century, with its four different anonymous and Judaized Gospels, 73 books, and the Hebrew Torah stapled to it. But what I just read to you is the original Word of God, directly from Jesus. Notice its completeness when juxtaposed to Matthew and Luke as each of them took a section of it and claimed it as their own, and in doing so only sowed confusion. And by the way, if you're new to any of this, you can download a free ebook version of The Very First Bible at, amazingly enough, theveryfirstbible.org. Flip it open and contrast and compare it to the verses regarding forgiveness in Luke and Matthew. It's just one of literally dozens of examples, many of which we've done entire episodes on. Now, the other thing you should know is that we're not here to denigrate other churches or religions simply to lay out and explore the facts and the truth as we find them in situ in the Pre-Nicene Bible. And you should probably also want to know that the Pre-Nicene Perspective podcast is underwritten by the Marcionite Christian Church. You might know them as the only church to ban RNA COVID vaccines back in August of 2020. You can learn more about them at marcionitechurch.org. We hope this episode on forgiveness has helped your theological understanding of it, and if the subject comes up at Thanksgiving, you'll be able to comfortably address the issue from a position of biblical authority and confidence. Now, as far as what to tell someone that has taken the mark and been injected, all you can do is pray for them and advise them to repent. In the Gospel of the Lord, Jesus tells us that Nothing makes God more happy than when a sinner repents. In fact, it's his last instructions to his apostles before he ascended back to heaven after the resurrection. That's how important repentance is. Now, let me wrap up with a little housekeeping here. For parishioners, a directive recently went out that you should not get the flu vaccine of any type, RNA or not. Not only have there been reports of people being quote-unquote Accidentally injected with the COVID vax, the entire medical industry is suspect right now. Any non-emergency elective procedure involving an injection of any kind should be avoided until further notice. If you require a religious exemption form from the church, get with your presbyter or send an email to outreach at mercynightchurch.org and one will be provided to you at no cost. Now, when the church adds a more convenient download link for the form, we'll also link that at firstbiblenetwork.com, so check in on that periodically. And just a reminder that the pre-Nicene perspective can be heard on the 24-7 FBN radio network. You can also listen to it on the FBN app if you're out and about with a mobile phone. Links for all of that at firstbiblenetwork.com, And while you're there, you can catch up on the latest international news, as only FBN can deliver it. It's all signal, no Talmudic noise. And lastly, FBN doesn't ask for donations, but we do value your prayers, so please keep them coming. I'm Darren Kalama reminding you to get out of the cities, take your kids out of the public schools, and only leave in banks what you can afford to lose. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Pre-Nicene Perspective. Kill them all, old and young, girls and women and little children. Does that sound like something Jesus would ever say to you? The first Christians didn't think so either. And that's why you won't find the Old Testament in the first Christian Bible of 144 AD. Reconnect with your pre-Nicene Christian roots and the Bible you were meant to have. Ten books and the Gospel of the Lord. Download your free ebook at theveryfirstbible.org.